Hi, friend. I'm going to jump right into this one and start by saying I'm not here to tell you my sob story of chronic pain anymore. (laughs) There is a time for stories and sharing those and sharing pain. And there is a time also to move on, even if that pain exists, to not... um, I'm avoiding the phrase beat a dead horse because I could care less for that phrase, but to to not add suffering to suffering and find some acceptance within that pain, not acceptance that it will never end, um, but acceptance that it is what it is right now. Because when we do that, can we really move on? And I think coming to that point... (laughs) Uh, a lot of which was sparked by that little girl that I mentioned last time, I feel is really relevant to what I want to share today. So enough of that story. Today, I want to start by talking about why it is I very intentionally choose not to use words like coach, guide, guru, or master um, in really any capacity. And I feel like it's very tempting to do that. Probably much in the same way that I see people use various terms, whether it's on YouTube or some hashtag or any other platform because it's trendy or they feel like they will be seen more. It doesn't actually give more weight or value to what is being shared, though it may presume to do so. Um, It doesn't necessarily. But for me, and I try to live a very intentional life, I try to use my words intentionally. I'm a human being still (laughs) and will make mistakes and we'll get into that. But there are reasons that I don't use those words or embody them or really sort of follow anyone, generally speaking, who does. Um, and I've broken this down, broken, broke, broken, <laughs> this down into three different reasons. And the first one I call the pedestal. And the pedestal, I feel, reminds me a lot of social media. Um, And it is when we use words like that, we sort of, or people who do use words like that and embody that in their own ego and actions, intentionally or unintentionally put themselves on a pedestal. And that pedestal, I feel, makes others feel the knowledge that that person has gained unachievable, unattainable, above. Um, I think of people who have large followerships. I, you could probably almost guarantee some certain percentage of them is a guide or a guru or a coach or a, or a whatever, um, some, some adjective. Uh, ahead of their own name and being that really need not be there. And I feel like by being there, it makes it harder for others to see what's possible with them, 
within them for others to see how that person is no more above them than anyone else, um, has achieved nothing that they can't achieve. And, um, and thus, by removing things like that, taking the adjective away and just being human, not a such and such before that, or just being, in my case, Aubrey, or insert your name. <laughs> you don't need any other adjective. And when we take that away, I feel like we get to show our own flaws. It makes me think of when someone <clears throat> shared with me this article that was ultimately uh, an attack article on a, on a prominent, quote, spiritual leader. And it was really vicious, and it was very clear that the intent was to take this person down. I don't find much benefit from articles like that, but what I find more interesting is that those articles almost exist because people are suddenly stunned that this individual, this spiritual leader, this guru, whatever, is flawed, which sort of like leads me to cancel culture and how we are all flawed. And when we take that away, when we take away these, these um, pedestals we put ourselves on, um, whether we do it knowingly or unknowingly, often coming from a place of ego, um, we miss the opportunity to actually really empower others to show that we are on the same level. Everyone is on the same level. Everyone is able to achieve what, you know, they can achieve. And when we see those flaws, uh, we could still take, we could still take wisdom from people who are flawed. Uh, in that particular case, it was a spiritual leader that I've gained a lot of wisdom from and applied in my own way and um, saw in my own way. And we'll get more into that. It makes me think of uh, Buddhism, as you, if you are have listened to this for a while, may know. Buddhist philosophy and Taoist philosophy is something I connect to deeply. But for a long time, it really bothered me that for a sort of practice that preaches compassion, continued to eat animals. And only recently in time have they actually started to stop doing this um, more and more. And it's just proof that even if they are a monk and have achieved some level of enlightenment, they are still a person that is flawed. And I feel how, how important it is to present the person in us. Not, not anything more above, not any other, not any, not any other adjective. Um, and by doing so, by taking away the adjectives, we, we get to show what's attainable, what's possible in everyone. And isn't that the point? Uh, to show what's possible in everyone. Oh, it riles me up, if you can tell. <laughs> I'm not a fan of what's trendy in uh, for many reasons. And uh, one of the many reasons I'm glad to be off social media. Maybe we'll have that as another topic for another time. But the second reason that I um, choose not to use these sort of titles, uh, particularly that of master 
is I call it the master of none. It reminds me of, um, or I can't help but think of Bruce Lee. It's something talked about in the book, Be Water, My Friend, written by his daughter, Shannon Lee, that Bruce never considers himself a master of anything. And anyone who has ever witnessed his capability would be probably astonished, uh, shocked, surprised, whatever, to know that he would not consider himself a master. Um, And the reason for that is because when we think that we are above, which kind of gets at those words all over again, when we think we are a master of anything, of anything, whether it's creatively, whether it's some... uh, a section of wisdom and life um, on a topic, we cap our own potential. We cap our own ability to grow. And truthfully, thinking we are a master of something is, is comes from a very egocentric place. And whenever we come from an egocentric or egoful place, we make ourselves limited. Uh, as much as we may feel very above, we limit ourselves and our ability to grow. Um, so as much as I eventually plan to have a, to sport a Bruce Lee shirt, because I fucking love the guy, um, it is, it is not because I think he he is any, uh, any bit above me. Um, if, if anything, when I, when I read that book, it was filled with so much wisdom that I already had in me and either needed reminding or needed unlocking or seeing in my own way. Um, but I, that wouldn't have been possible if I thought I already had the information or like in Buddhism, there is the phrase, the know nothing mind. It is the mind that assumes it knows nothing, that it doesn't know all, that it, there is no cap Because when we remove that cap, when we don't think ourselves complete on something, because I think that's what mastery really is, is is this like high level of completeness. (laughs) Like we've got it all figured out and whatever it is. Um, We miss the opportunity to grow, to be better, to to unlock more within us. Um, We limit our own lives, our own everything, everything that comes with life. We limit our own possibility. And the last reason, and this is probably the most important reason and the main reason that I am speaking on this topic, that I don't use those words, is because it's on you. You are your own coach. You are your own guide. It's within you. It, it's funny because I had a conversation recently with a coworker, and we were talking about all kinds of things from wisdom that we have gained from various different places, um, from different yoga practices. We were talking about breath, which I may make for another topic because um, it's really exciting me lately. Um, But we eventually came to the discussion around how we both lived lives of depression and anxiety for so long, but because we remained open 
and didn't cap ourselves and still remained the person and human that we were, were we able to find out, as she said to me very excitedly, I am my own therapist. And when she said that, I connected with that deeply. Because when I was depressed and anxious or whatever, people would tell me all the time that I could just stop being it. That it, the power is within me to change that. And while I don't recommend saying that to a depressed person when they are feeling particularly unempowered, um, it's also true. And that may take you time. It may take a lot of time. It may take a lot of practice. It may take a lot of digging, just as it did for me, and unlocking. But it's for you to unlock. It's for, for you to to find you are there there is no one to hold your hand there is no one to hold the torch in the path that you have to walk when things get really dark or as I've been experiencing okay I said I wasn't gonna bring it up but here we are um if you are in pain you are the one that gets to take you out of it And it may seem really impossible, but trust me, (laughs) if I can do it, you can do it because I am no more above you. And it makes me think also of something I recently heard another person say on their podcast that kind of made me shut the podcast off. And they were talking about creativity and how they would be able to be there and show you how basically to create and all of these things. Um, And I just want to say, and why this is the most important thing, I think, is no one can tell you how to live. No one can tell you how to create. No one can tell you how to be. No one can tell you when you need to take a break from whatever it is you need to take a break from or when you need to push through whatever it is you need to push through, whether that is creatively, whether that is physically, whether that is emotionally. No one can tell you that. Or they can but it's not going to help you. And the reason it's not going to help you and the reason nobody can tell you that and the pro- or I should say the problem, the issue with somebody telling you how to be, how to live, how to create, how to express. Um, even though I think this came from in this particular case a very, again, a well-intentioned place, It takes away the empowerment of you, the uniqueness of what you have to offer, 
your own vision and way of seeing things and your intuition. I've been thinking a lot about that and maybe I'll save that for another time, but how we've lost our own ability to connect with our intuition. And I feel one of the reasons that we have lost that, partly because I think we have moved away from so much of what is natural, and that is the topic that maybe I'll save from another day, but also because we, for whatever reason, let someone tell us how to show up, when to show up, how that looks, how to make things, when to take a break, when not to how to think, what's best, what's right, what's wrong. I, I think it rem- also reminds me of a recent interview I watched with Stacey London. I don't know if you can hear that rain, but it's fucking amazing. We've been getting so much rain and we've needed it really bad. <laughs> it's really beautiful. And it reminds me of an interview with Stacey London. If you're not familiar, she is from, or she is most known from the show, What Not to Wear. And um, it was, I believe, just an American show that she, where she would basically tell people how to dress. People who didn't know how to, or didn't feel they knew how to express themselves how to dress. And I was watching her on a channel that I really enjoy. It's called Style Like You on YouTube. And it's all about, um, they literally strip down to their bare bodies, really to show the human that they are, the flawed human that they are. It gets at all the things that I'm trying to say here. And Stacey London was talking about her time then, because if you watch her in that, she's not dressing in any way like she used to or would on the show or would have told someone how to dress. And she talks about how she, would know, she wouldn't do that anymore. Almost, I think, how she kind of cringes looking back at that and how she forcibly told people how, how to express themselves because that's just one facet, one way we get to express ourselves is, is what we wear. And I connected so much with that because, I mean, for so long, I didn't think that I knew how to express myself And it only was until recently that I realized the reason I thought I didn't know how to express myself was because I was listening to how other people told me how to do it. And I'm talking particularly in this case with style, with what I wear. Um, Whether that was on purpose or not, um, or subliminally from just watching some channel and how they wear their clothes or when I was on social media looking at photos of how people dressed and and what was right and what to pair with what and how you know what works on your body type and size and age and shape and all of these things that I just like laugh at now um and it's funny because I I've found my own style because I let go of listening to what other people told me how to be and express and live and all of these things. Um, I, I even recently, and I'll tell you, my 
wow, it is raining a lot. <laughs> I'll tell you that my style would not be trendy on Instagram or, um, or I should say likely not trendy on Instagram or whatever. Um, it, because it is uniquely mine. I mean, my current favorite outfit, I described it in my last one, is this flowy black floral skirt that has kind of like autumnal uh, colors for the flowers with a black background, my Jack Skellington shirt, my super oversized cozy gray cardigan with the nice loose arms that freeze my wrists <laughs> that like I like, um, adorned with all of the pins to my liking that help me express what I love to express, um, and a pair of comfortable boots and my Jack Skellington beanie. That is my current favorite outfit. And I remember somebody recently coming up to me that I worked with and was saying, oh my God, I never thought about pairing something like that with something like that. And I think I resonated with that because I was that person, because I was living within a box of what someone told me what to do. Even if that box was well-intentioned, even if that person did have wisdom, that wisdom applies to them. And there are many different ways that of course we can get insight from other people, inspiration from other people, but which this reminds me of kind of philosophy and how there is this sort of branch of philosophy and wisdom that is more of the scholarly type and misses the actual application of it. And that's the most important part is how we apply these things to our lives. And that application is expression. That ex application is how we walk through life. Um, it's how we live. It's, it's in the doing and the doing is the most important part. And so when we listen to someone who, who, who is a, you know, insert title, or insert uh, followership number count, or whatever it is, and try to apply it directly to our lives without, without asking ourselves if this works for us, or, or how we want to apply it, without reflecting within us. And it, it makes me think about why I'm here, why I show up here. I show up here to share my story. And that story may be filled with my own wisdom, my own insights, my own unravelings, but they're my own. They're unique to me. And yours are going to be unique to you. But story is really, really powerful. It makes me think of like recently, I was talking to somebody um, about what I went through and she had told me um, as far as like the dental procedure and all those things that I shared in the previous episode. And she had gone through a similar thing. Um, it wasn't the same thing. And I always remember that in the back of my head, her story is not my story. But from her story, I found some hope 
and was able to turn that light on for myself. But again, it was me that turned that light on. It was me that got myself out of depression. It was me that learned how to let go of what other people told me, of how to live, of how to create, of how to express in all of its forms and fashions. And that's why I think the how is so important. It's not necessarily the what. It's not necessarily the what of the wisdom, but the how and why it's important that we, we just be people, equals, flawed, human, no prerequisite of an adjective before it, no pedestal to put ourselves on, no ego interrupting, um, no person telling us how to be, even if it comes from a good place. Because of a lot of times it does. I share this because for so much of my life, I didn't know that that power was in me. And I'm not trying to be like hokey here. This is, this is real stuff. The ability to heal ourselves, the ability to create what is uniquely our own, the ability to live a life, which is sort of the whole point of this corner of the internet, um, be it website and essays and podcasts and whatever it is I share that's all about is creating your life. Not a reflection of mine, not a reflection of some guru, I think it's why when I'm on YouTube and I come across videos that are like, you should do this or you're doing this wrong. I remember coming across one, I don't think it was a YouTube video, I forget what it was, that was like, this is how you're launching such and such wrong. Fuck that shit. <laughs> there is no right or wrong. There is a, there is in Buddhism, there is what's called the right path. And it's not meant right or wrong. It's meant, well, really in the way that I interpret it is what is best for you. What is serving for you, what helps you, and only you will know that. I feel like, and I'm going to come back to this again and again, this is why so many people, including myself for so, so long, have lost how to listen to themselves. Um, and part of that was because it got so noisy. It got so noisy from all of the um, comparison that they did in their heads, the self-doubt, the, um, and all of that, I think, or a lot of that stemming from external places, from other people, from thinking that we needed to be something else and check somebody else's box make make your own box or just like don't make a box at all just be just be so i think this one's going to be a little bit shorter today because i was a little more intentional with what i want to say um and i care a lot about this topic and ultimately 
what it's about is empowerment. Empowerment doesn't come from others. It doesn't come from any other superior place, any other external place. To empower is to, to, to pull from within. And it's in all of us. I am not a special flower that you are not. I have not unlocked anything that you cannot. I have just learned and am still learning because I will always be, as Bruce Lee talks about, the eternal student. I will always, always remember that I don't know all. I mean, just the other day, (laughs) I've been reading... Maybe uh, I'll talk about this more, but I've been reading the book Breath by James Nestor, and I cannot recommend it enough. I had started with a podcast with him. And had I not gone into that, had I gone into that book thinking that I knew everything there was to know about breath? Because um, FYI, what is the point of, of reading um, a book or learning something if we think we know all of it? Anyway. I wouldn't have unlocked something within me and changed things in my life in ways I wanted to, in ways I applied. Um, not because not because James Nestor told me so. Um, partly because there's actual science behind it, and I'm a big believer in science, um, but also because it made sense for me. It made sense to me, and I got to apply it how I wanted to. Um, And it's been a wonderful thing. (laughs) And I constantly have these things, kind of like that coworker and I shared, that we come across that that unlock a new possibility within us. Um, And so I think that's why you'll not hear me call myself your coach, your guide, a guru, or a master of anything. I am a person. My name is Aubrey. Insert your name. That is enough. You are enough. And, and what you have within you is limitless if you just look within you and listen to you. Listen to your intuition. Yes, yes, be open. Yes, there is so much that can be gained from others, but again, how we use it, how we utilize that, how we apply it, which is very important. The how is really, really important. There's a lot of talk of why. Why is important. How, another thing that Bruce Lee talks about in that book, or Shannon Lee talks about in that book about Bruce Lee, how, and which is talked about in Buddhism a lot, super important. (laughs) You know, much like how we talk to someone is a lot more important necessarily than what we say or even why we say it. It's the delivery. It's the walking. It's, it's the listening to our own guide. We are our own guide. We are our own therapist. And I know, oh my God, if I was on social media, I would be, <laughs> I might be canceled. I might be canceled. <laughs> um, because I'm not here saying, If you feel you need therapy, don't do it. Again, that's for you to listen to. If in that moment in your life, that's what you feel you need, fucking do it. 
But I am saying there is and always will be the power in you to heal yourself, to create what you want to create, to live the life you want to live. And the only way that is possible, or I should say the way that is more that it is more easily possible, is that grammatically correct? Probably not. <laughs> is if we listen to ourselves. If we apply this information and wisdom and all of that in ways that work for us, in ways that make sense to us. I just feel like these words strip away impairment, strip away the individual of that particular human, the creativity of that person. Nobody can tell you how to do these things, how to express, how to create. There is no, there's no fucking blueprint. There's, there's not a blueprint to anything. If you look up anything, how to be successful on YouTube, how, how to whatever, insert it, you will find so many different ways that that particular person, let's take YouTube, for example, became successful. So many different variations. Um, but I think ultimately, they, maybe not always, did what worked for them and kept to it. There's no blueprint. Fuck the blueprint. Fuck the boxes that we're told to check, what we should and should not be doing every day, um, how we should create and when, when we should rest, when we shouldn't, um, how we should think. It's, it's, it's left us in places that are, um, and in a world that I feel currently is more limited in the way things are thought about and seen and missing the uniqueness of every individual. And so that is why, can you tell I'm really excited by this topic? I have wanted to talk about this for a very long time. And while I don't love um, talking about what I don't do, not a huge fan of that, and did kind of do that. Um, hopefully, we have come back around to what I do do. Um, and hopefully, it has reminded you that you get to do what you want to do. There's no right or wrong. There's no way to do anything. I immediately want to say this is the way, but that's the nerd in me. Um, <laughs> there is no this is the way, except your way. That is the way, period. That is how you get to the point of dressing how you want to dress and dropping all other things, creating how you want to create and making stuff nobody else has seen um, because you did it the way you wanted to do it. And trust me, it takes a lot of unteaching. It took a lot of unteaching for me, a lot of letting go of a lot of bullshit, a lot of stopping listening to certain people. <laughs> um, and ultimately, it was a lot of listening to me and myself. So with that, I say I am forever 
your friend, a person, flawed, a master of none, an eternal student of life, and a healer and therapist of my own fucking self. Until next time, my friends, I wish you love and light. Bye.